the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. So grateful that you are able to join us on this Easter weekend. And if you're not joining us live, I certainly understand. You want to be with your family and friends on this uh, beautiful holiday. One of my favorites, celebrating the uh, resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is risen. He is risen indeed. I'm going to try to uh, rein in kind of my uh, agitation again. A lot of the news stories that have uh, occurred this past week have been incredibly uh, irritating and even angering. Yeah, I'm going to get to the misinformation about the Georgia election law and Major League Baseball's subsequent decision to remove the 2021 All-Star game from Atlanta. I'll be talking about that in the second hour. But I want to continue uh, with uh, uh, some storylines in the first hour, first hour here. Uh, Lester Holt, the uh, NBC News anchor who uh, took over uh, at NBC News, I think within the last five or six years ago, Remember when Brian Williams got caught fabricating a story that he was on a plane over a rock that got shot that got shot down, and it was tur- it turned out that he was completely fabricating the story, a story that he had told multiple times over a couple of years. And uh, one of the uh, uh, soldiers who was actually on that plane called him out and said, "Yeah, sorry, dude, I remember that incident. Um, I was on that plane. You weren't there." And how Brian Williams still has a job. I have no idea, but now uh, he's back demagoguing on some program, I think on CNBC, MSNBC, I don't know, one of the affiliates. Uh, but Lester Holt uh, took over as anchor, and you know, I've always liked Lester Holt. Uh, I don't watch a lot of uh, you know network news anymore because, you know, because it is so biased, even though it's not supposed to be. They're just supposed to give us facts and allow the viewers to decide. But uh, journalism has become so much more about being an activist these days than anything else. I've got a clip from Lester Holt. I guess he received an Edward R. Murrow Award. I don't know if it was a Lifetime Achievement Award. Not really sure. It doesn't really matter. But uh, he uh, gave an acceptance. Uh, He accepted the award and gave a little uh, talk. Here's about a minute and a half of that talk. Uh, Basically saying, you know, uh, we're told in journalism that we need to cover both sides, you know, be fair and whatnot. But, ah, Fairness is overrated. Listen for that quote, and he'll explain himself what he means by fairness is overrated. So, why, if we have that clip, NBC's Lester Holt. The unprecedented attacks on the press in this period, I'm sure, will fill plenty of books and be studied in classrooms, maybe even here. But I have a few early observations I'll share about where this moment brings us and what we can learn. Number one is... I think it's become clearer that fairness is overrated. What? Well, before you run off and tweet that headline, let me explain a bit. The idea that we should always give two sides equal weight and merit does not reflect the world we find ourselves in. That the sun sets in the West is a fact. Any contrary view 
does not deserve our time or attention. Now, I know recent events assure that you won't have to look far to find more current and relevant examples. I think you get my point. Decisions to not give unsupported arguments equal time are not a dereliction of journalistic responsibility or some kind of agenda. In fact, it's just the opposite. Providing an open platform for misinformation, for anyone to come say whatever they want, especially when issues of public health and safety are at stake, can be quite dangerous. Our duty is to be fair to the truth. Holding those in power accountable is at the core of our function and responsibility. We need to hear our leaders' views, their policies and reasoning. It's really important. But we have to stand ready to push back and call out falsehoods. Okay, NBC's uh, Lester Holt there. Fairness is overrated, he says. Well, first of all, that, that's a huge straw man. Well, 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 well the, the, fact that, the, the fact that the sun sets in the West, you know, that, you know uh, that's a fact, and contrary view does not deserve our time or attention. Well, that's an empirical fact. No one is disputing something so empirical as the sun uh, setting in the West. So that's a straw man, okay? But what he's talking about, you know, a truth, we need to you know, speak truth to power. Well, isn't it amazing how the only power you speak truth to is the power that you find objectionable, i.e. the Trump administration? Now, I'll grant Lester Holt this. In the aftermath of the 2020 presidential election, there were a lot of kooky conspiracy theories, which I called out in this program uh, regarding uh, Donald Trump losing re-election. And, the, you know, the pres- then-President Trump himself was responsible in perpetuating a lot of those kooky conspiracy theories. And I called them out. And they were to be summarily dismissed. They were rightly summarily dismissed. But he, but he also referred to public health, particularly in this time of a COVID pandemic. Okay? And what we saw is the media constantly give airtime to those public health officials who advocated for the most stringent restrictions with in the during the covid pandemic you know lockdowns uh shutting down businesses uh people not leaving their homes that sort of thing schools being shut down now there were plenty of you know here's the thing when he talks about well we need to speak truth to power well who is the moral arbiter of what truth is i mean you hear this expression all the time these days well that's my truth is this or that's your truth but my truth you need to speak your truth well is that your truth Or is that the truth? Because a lot of these haughty journalists seem to think that their truth is the truth. And therefore, we don't give give credence to anybody else's insight. And I'm sorry, you have not earned the right, media people, to be the moral arbiters of what is the truth. You haven't. Because there have been all too many examples where your bias has shown or where you have flat out let your bias get in the way of fair reporting. And when you're called out on your falsehoods or your mistakes, maybe there's an obligatory retraction, but it is never in the same platform with which you give it. If you scream out an error on a, on a national news story in front of millions of people, okay, you need to retract that in the same venue. You know, newspapers, classic example of that. If they make an error on page A1, they issue a little retraction on, like, page Z25. Okay? If you're going to make the error on page A1, give the retraction and correction on A1. But they don't do that. 
So sorry, Les, there are at, there absolutely are issues uh, requiring two sides to be granted equal weight. And again, that has never been more true than in this era of COVID-19. I mean, how many times in the past year uh, have you heard from our betters, you know, trust the experts, uh, to which I and many others would reply, which experts? Because, again, the media has often propped up scientific talking heads which recommend the harshest mitigation strategies when it came to uh, combating the virus. But dissenting viewpoints indicating that uh, less stringent lockdowns, you know, that would be helpful. In, you know, and these less stringent lockdowns, these would be helpful in alleviating these adverse medical uh, or, excuse me, mental health issues, as well as ensuring kids were in the best possible or best educational environment possible. But those uh, viewpoints were rarely, if ever, heard. I mean, when we look back at some of these lockdowns and the long-term damage they've done, okay, it's very obvious things could have been done differently and should have been done differently. But the voices who were saying at the time that we need to do things differently, these harsh lockdowns, stringent lockdowns, are just going to exacerbate the mental health crisis in this country and it's also going to do a great disservice to our kids because they need to be in the classroom and kids are not as susceptible to the virus as adults are. So, therefore, there could be mitigation strategies that still allow the kids to be in the classroom. Because guess what? Class, school, via Zoom meeting, ain't cutting it. And there was even one of the most egregious examples of this. An epidemiologist from Harvard was indicating the other day that, uh, well, I'll read his tweet. He was saying uh, thinking everybody, everyone must be vaccinated is as scientifically flawed as thinking nobody should. COVID vaccines are important for older high-risk people and their risk takers, but those with prior natural infection do not need it. Again, this isn't being talked about enough. The people have had the vi- who have had the virus and have the antibodies and therefore are immune from getting the virus again. And because they don't have the virus, guess what? If you don't have the virus, you're not going to spread it. So, therefore, they may not need a vaccine. And Twitter flags this as misleading, saying, well, learn why health officials recommend a vaccine for most people. So, again, Twitter gets to be the moral arbiter here of determining which experts get the bigger platform. Okay? And, again, I get it. Twitter is not mainstream media, but this is indicative of what the media does. They constantly give one side to every argument. And CNN is the worst. You know, CNN, they have their token Republicans on, like uh, Rick Wilson and uh, Anna Navarro. You know, well, we, we, have, we have Republicans on all the time. Yeah, Republicans who hated Trump. There is no ideological diversity on this. So Lester Holt talks about, well, we need to speak the truth, and the truth is absolute. Well, no. What you need to do is give us the facts. Okay, give us the facts of what is going on. The facts are this is what's happening in the economy in the aftermath of these COVID-19 lockdowns. This is what's happening in the aftermath with the mental health crisis. And then let the viewers and listeners disseminate that information. No, it's not your responsibility to, to, to share truth, be the moral arbiters of truth. You're supposed to lay out the facts, empirical facts. And this is what happens because we're in this era of narrative journalism and Jim Garrity wrote about, at National Review, wrote about this about five, years, six years ago, about narrative journalism, where journalists basically push a narrative, almost always progressive, and apply it to a news story, 
And then when it ends up blowing in their face, they just shrug it off. Like the attack at the Capitol yesterday. How many of them were saying it was a recurrence of the January 6th terrorist, uh, uh, domestic terrorist attack on the Capitol? You know, where a bunch of Trump supporters attacked the Capitol because they weren't going to overturn the election. All right. How many people were going with that line of thinking? Yesterday's Capitol or um, Friday's Capitol attack. And it turned out that wasn't it at all. So that narrative blew up in their face. So sorry, Les, uh, your uh, little diatribe about uh, fairness is overrated, your little lecture. Um, it's not going to do much to stem the tide of what is already an eroding trust in media. And in the aftermath of the presidential election, yeah, uh, the trust. And it, this isn't just by from Trump supporters, by the way. OK, there is an overall eroding trust in the media and they fail to take a long, hard look in the mirror themselves uh, as to their responsibility in that. And they wonder why conspiracy theories take a foothold. I'm not condoning conspiracy theories by any stretch of the imagination, but you're wondering why they take a foothold. The media is not doing their job. So uh, Lester Holt can be as indignant as he wants, but the fact is until he and his ilk take a long, hard look in the mirror, um, the trust is going to continue to fade away. So, And they have nobody but themselves to blame for it. One final segment here in this first hour, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, The Closer, back in mere moments. Go nowhere. 